Take with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm glad thanks for being God's house. I'm glad you're here. Hope and praise you feel the same, especially when the service is over with, right? Brother Mike, will you open us this morning? Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary. God bless you. Happy anniversary to you. And many more. Brother Don's not here. You know, I, I love celebrating anniversaries. I was thinking, though, the other day, I might start charging a dollar for every year you've been alive. I'll keep the, I'll keep all but one, right? I'll get a lot of money. We just keep living and living. I love anniversaries. How long? 53. The world says it can't be done, but God said it could. Blue Book, page 357. 
trying to uh, do some things to get rid of some cords, so making momentary adjustments, but uh, glad to say this morning that heaven will surely be worth it all, and that there's nothing that's going to deter me from going to heaven. This world has lost its glimmer, it's lost its uh, grip, and I'm on my way. I'm thankful for that, and every day that I live closer to the Lord, I'll be honest with you, the less this old world appeals to me. The old song said, one of these days I'll lose gravitation. And I'm thankful for that. Be much in prayer for all those on our prayer request list. Uh, to lift them up this morning in prayer. And just remember those that got ongoing tests. Uh, Brother Don Real has bronchitis. Uh, so do uh, remember him in your prayers this morning. And lift him up. Any you want to call by name today. Anybody else? Unspoken. Amen. Stand with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ushers, come forth. Father, we thank you today for your love and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Father, thank you today for the opportunity to be in your house, dear God, and for each and every one who's here. Lord, help us this morning to do that which you'd have us to do, to be that which you'd have us to be. Dear God, touch the needs according to your plan, your purpose, and will for their lives. Father, I ask you now just have to have your way in the remaining part of our service, dear God. Bless the offering, Lord, we ask and we pray today. And we'll give you glory, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen.
He's got a special this morning. Silence filled the auditorium. since I sang and I was really wanting to sing and the song that keeps coming to my mind is Miracle in Me and He is a Miracle in Me. Oh, to be there when the Savior spoke with the great command and to watch the wondrous wonders of His wonder working my heart to see, but by faith I'm led to realize there's a miracle in me, and I have never seen the thousands fed, or the blind made Him raise the dead, but I know that He lifted me. There's a wonder right before your eyes, close enough to see. And in my heart is where this wonder lies. There's a miracle in me. That's measured by the smallest mustard seed. Then our mountains will be mastered by the master of our needs. If we have that child like trust, he said he'd do the greatest things like to heal the sick and raise the dead be a miracle in me and I have never seen the thousands fed or the blind made to see I have never watched him raised the dead, but I know that he lifted me. There's a wonder right before your eyes, close enough to see. And in my heart is where this wonder lies. There's a miracle. 
The Bible says you must be born again. You and I are not making it out of this life to be with Christ unless we are born again. Got your Bibles? Go with us to the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter. Would we stand and read one verse here this morning? We'll go to the Lord in prayer, then we'll get into the context. The message I would like to say this morning, uh, spent some time studying, thinking, praying, meditating, um, watching, getting agitated, you might say, um, but then getting to the point to where, you know, I'm just, I've settled in that the closer you get to God, the further you get away from this world. And the further you get away from this world, the fewer folks who will be with you. That's just a given. You think about it, the closer you get to Jesus, the further you get away from other folks, especially those who think they are close enough now and there's no need to get any closer. So Matthew 5, verse 17 Said, verily, said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come not to destroy, but to fulfill. I want you to think about that. He came to fulfill. Father, this morning I thank you for your love and mercy. I thank you, dear God, for your many blessings. I ask the Lord to help me today in thy word. Help me, Father, to follow thy truth. Dear God, to proclaim thy name, that which is right and holy. And Lord, I just pray this morning that I will be obedient to you. Use us, Father, the way you would have us to be used and speak to all of our hearts, dear God, as you intend to. In Jesus' holy name we pray, and amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. From the beginning of creation, all the way through the Old Testament, The prophets prophesied of separation. God's desire was separation. He he put Adam and Eve into the Garden of Eden. He gave them the tree of knowledge and he gave them the tree of life and he put separation. He separated them from, from the tree of knowledge and told them not to eat of the tree of knowledge but they could have ate of the tree of life and you understand I've said this before I, I, I'm just the devil didn't want them eating of the tree of life and living forever in peace and harmony with God and right fellowship and spiritual holiness instead he went over to the tree of knowledge and he enticed them into the tree of knowledge and therefore they ate of the tree of knowledge and then there become a separation between Adam and Eve and God at first there's a separation between Adam and Eve and the devil but now there's a separation between them and God and so we go on through there and we talk about the separation God is always trying to get His children to separate themselves from the world and the things of the world. And even in the New Testament, it's a testament of separation. Jesus come to seek and to save those of us who are lost so that we would understand that God is trying to separate us from this world that we're living in and that we should no longer be part of this world, although we're in the world, but now we be part of the family of God. We be part of that which is holiness and righteousness and purity. And if we do that, we would 
be in good shape. The problem is today the world doesn't want to let go and we don't want to let go of the world. But we must. We must. This Bible is about separating you and I from the thing that will kill us and destroy us and to drag us down. So we can go on through the scripture and we can find many things that talk about a separation. This morning I will just tell you this. Uh, If you want to be separated from folks, first off, live for Jesus. Not just talk about it, but live for Jesus. I'm going to be honest with you. You can go down into probably just about any bar or nightclub or whatever it is in the, in the Fort Smith area and you could go down there and you could sit down and you could start to talk about Jesus and the person you're talking to might say, yeah, I believe in God too. And so in doing that, they'll, they'll go along and it don't, it don't mean nothing to them. I mean, I'll be honest with you, church, there's a lot of so-called Christians hanging out in the wrong places today because there's no authority or conviction behind the word that they're hearing and the pastor ain't got no power. Now, maybe I ain't got no power either, but God does and the God I'm declaring to you has all power. They'll have conversations and it won't bother them. They'll sit down and watch filthy movies and it won't bother them. I was thinking about this. We got caught up in watching Arkansas state police chases. We, we love to watch the state police chase around and, and, and catch bad guys. That was just it. The problem was every time they got out of their car, they had a foul mouth. So we had to mute it. And you couldn't hear what was going on. After a while, you got to thinking about it, and the, the more we thought about it, you know what? Well, we'd watched a lot of them and stuff, and I thought, it's just no fun if you don't know what's going on, but I'm not going to listen to that. Why do you not want to listen to it, Ernie? Well, the first place is I got no business. The second place, I got little ears hanging around there. And more important than all that, God knows exactly what I'm listening to. In the end of the day, God sees and understands. And so we got to where, you know what, we didn't want to do it anymore. And we still got this, we got a desire to, but every time we go there, we just don't, it just, it's not the same. And we'll say, well, we've watched them all. The truth of the matter is, you, you can't watch them all. But do you want to hear what you heard before? Again, no, I don't. I've heard Christians tell me that they watch souls and and they watch them and they they say, well, you know what, I I just really don't hear that. In other words, you're so numb to that kind of language that it doesn't bother you no more. Well, I didn't notice that. You're so numb to that kind of scenery that it doesn't bother you anymore. The devil is separating you from God. Your spiritual enhancement is becoming numb. In other words, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, let us just put it to you this way. The longer you play on the devil's playground, the more anesthesia he's going to give you to knock you out. And pretty soon you're going to be so far away from God, you won't even realize you've gotten that far. And I'll just say this, a lot of times people don't know how far away from God they are until they stand before God. And then they realize it there, church. I'm telling you, this world doesn't want you getting close to the Lord. 
But my Bible says that we should separate our th- ourselves from the world and get closer to God. I-, I was listening to a man and I was talking about this last night. I did a short uh, post on Facebook. I was listening to a preacher talking and he's trying to tell everybody that there's three Bibles that are precisely translated and they're all the very same. The King James, the New King James, and the ESV. And I, and I just took one verse and I... I started there, but but there was one verse in particular I want you to think about. Brother Gary, I'm going to steal your dollar for a second, okay? I'm not taking it. I'm going to put it in my pocket. But the King James Bible says in, in Matthew chapter 6, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, now in means in. I just dropped that dollar in. In earth, that's me and you, by the way. God wants to have his will done in you and I. The New King James says on. The ESV says on. Let me reach down there and find that dollar. Is there a difference between on and in? There's a huge difference. Jesus said, walk in the Spirit. Not on the Spirit, in the Spirit. But you know what we do? We walk on the Spirit. We trample all over Him. We we ignore Him. We, We think that there's nothing to worry about. I mean, after all, He's in my life. I've got the Holy Ghost inside me. I've been saved. I'm redeemed. I'm sanctified. I'm set aside. I'm chosen. I'm all there. And yet, hey... You know what? Well, you know what? A little bad profanity don't bother me. A little nudity's nothing to worry about. I mean, a little drinking don't bother me. The Bible says wine is a mocker. Because I hear people all the time say, "Well, the Bible says a little wine, a little wine." Now it says a little wine for thy stomach's sake. Be not given to much wine. He's talking to the deacons and deaconess. And, and, and let me tell you, he's not talking about social drinking either. There, that would be a contradiction. The Bible does not contradict itself, at least why the King James doesn't contradict itself. Jesus come to separate us from this world, not allow us to feel comfortable in the world. Christians today don't want to be separated. Think about this, the last song we sung, what did it say? Four different times, it starts out all four verses. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. How many of us stand up for Jesus? Think about it for a second. We say, stand up, stand up for Jesus. We're comfortable sitting down. If you don't sit down or if you don't stand up, you're not noticed. If you go back to verse 16 of this same chapter, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In other words, you're supposed to stand up. You're supposed to stand out. You and I are supposed to be different. 
If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. If we go down the pathway that Jesus has told us to go down, we're going to be different. We are going to be separated. We're going to separate ourselves. Why? Because Jesus Christ is separate from the world. And the world and Christ do not get along together. They don't walk hand in hand. My Bible tells me to be a friend of the world is to be an enmity with God. That means you're an enemy. If you jump over to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. I was going to do this 34 and 35, but back up a little bit. Verse 31. Fear not, therefore, talking about the sparrows, thinking about these things, what men can do. Fear not, therefore, ye are more precious than many sparrows, or value, more value than many sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. What does that mean? It means to stand up. Stand up. I'm amazed at people who will not stand up. I had an interview this Monday morning for a different position at work, and, and I don't remember how the first answer came in, but basically it came in about, you know, who I am and what I believe or, or, or what makes me who I am. And, and I said, do you want the canned answer, the stereotypical answer that you'll get in an interview, or do you want the true answer? What makes me who I am? I said, first, they said, they said, want the true answer. I, I know a couple of guys in there. One of them I know is a Christian man. And so I, I figured since he's the boss, if I'm going to get in trouble with anybody, I'm going to get in trouble with him. I said, because at the end of the day, I have to answer to God. That's what makes me who I am. And I'm not perfect. Don't even go down the road and say, Ernie, you claim to be perfect. I'm not perfect. But at the end of the day, I have to answer before God. At the end of the day, I will stand before God. At the end of the day, it's God who's going to have the final say about me in everything that I do. I understand that I work for Black Hills, but God is the ultimate authority. That's what, at the end of the day, makes me who I am. Good answer, good answer. And they all started writing. I don't know what they wrote. But they all started writing. Listen to me, church. Think about what he says. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men. We think this is only... Saying, well, I don't believe. Him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Can I tell you, that's not what you say near as much as what you do. James said, be a hearer and a doer of the word. Not just one. So if, if I am... This, if I am professing Christ, it's not just that I'm saying, well, I believe in Jesus. It's that I'm standing up for Him. 
I'm doing what I need to do for him, because of him, with him. And let me just say again, I'm not perfect. I've got to grow in this. I've got to be better than this. I've got to become stronger in this. But I'm realizing this, that the more I stand up for him, the less people like me. And I will say it this way, church, the more you stand up for Jesus, the less even Christian people will like you. You want to be really separated? Stand up for Jesus. Stand up on the Word of God. I've never seen a bigger divider in the, in, in the church age today than, than, than to stand up for the King James Bible. You want to talk about get people just uproared? Stand up for the Bible. The pure Word of God, the holiness of God. Why? It's, it's what I'm trusting in. It's what I'm seeing here. I'm, I'm telling you, when I read the Scripture, I know what it says is true. Why? Because it's a pure, undefiled, holy, righteous Word of God given by God to men who would write it just the way He said. And then when it was translated to the English, so you and I, they did it just the way God said. It's by no error. It's by divine. So then we get to verse 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. (laughs) Now when Jesus uses on, we realize it meant something different, didn't it? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. Why? Because there is no peace on earth. Do you realize, I thought about this this morning. Lord, I've said that there be no peace until you rule and reign. And guess what, church? Until he rules and reigns in every aspect of every life, of every heart, there will be no peace. If there's one person on the face of the earth who does not accept, know, follow, or glorify Jesus, and every other person did, there would still not be peace because the one person would be at enmity with God and would be at war with people around them and resent the fact that everybody is following this Jesus. But here's the deal today. Instead of saying to the world, I don't care what you think, we are trying to fit in. Got to have the next new program, the next new way, the next new this, the next new that. And, and, and we don't do that. I had somebody contact us after service last Wednesday night. And, and, and I don't know, they, they're not here this morning. I don't see a, a different, you know, we got our visitor back here. But you do not have the right name, Miss Sue, to the person who contacted me. And he goes, you're the only King James Bible church in this area that I can find hardly. Well, the rest of them may not be online, but I'm sure there's got to be more King James Bible-believing churches in the area. There's got to be at least two. I would give at least two. But nonetheless, it's like this. You find somebody looking for a King James Bible-believing church. There's still people out there who believe that. And let me just say this. I'm not dogmatic because I think I'm right. I'm dogmatic because I know it's right. It causes division. It divides the believer from their sin. It also divides the believer from the non-believer. And let me just say this. It divides the believer. I'm going to be real careful here. From the professor. Because a lot of people profess but don't possess. Possess. 
The next place I said the other night on that, I said, tell me something. How do you preach Jesus in the fiery furnace outside the King James? How do you preach that the Word of God is quick and powerful outside the King James? My Bible says that the Word of God is quick and powerful. The other said it's alive and active. Well, I'm alive and I'm active, but doesn't mean I got any power. Quick and power means alive and powerful. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's what the King James says. He said, Brother Ernie, you getting off on translate? No, I'm just telling you, we're being divided and we don't realize the division. And we're trying to compromise when we shouldn't be compromising. We're not standing on what we should stand on. We are letting our beliefs down because we don't want to be offensive. And may I tell you this morning, Jesus Christ was offensive to those that did not believe. And those religious leaders who thought they were everything, he was offensive to them. Why? Because he came with power, authority, and truth so think not that I am come to send peace on the earth I came not to send peace but a sword can I say something real quick a sword that's one that's, that's not many types of a sword, but a sword, a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Boy, have any of you experienced that? Because I have. I'm not talking about just my, my house at 803 Andy Street. We, we get, wait, you got enough people living in any house, you're going to have problems, right? Everybody's going to disagree somewhere down the line. There's some things that David and Zach cook, I'm just telling you, need to be cooked outside. There's some spices Mariah puts on her steak ought not be cooked on a steak inside. I'm, be honest. But let me just say this, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to standing on the purity and the holiness and the divineness of the Word of God, standing with Jesus, not against Jesus, standing with, it causes division even inside the household. I'm telling you, Jesus said it was going to, if you're on the Lord's side, you're going to have some problems with people, even some of them that are supposed to be close to you. Why? Because when you stand with Jesus, He said it, it will cause division. Can a house stand except to be united? Because the Bible says a house divided against itself shall not stand. Can I tell you something, church? That's why our country's in the mess it's in. We're divided. Oh, Brother Ernie, well, you know, no, listen to me carefully. Politics is a great divide. But we could overcome politic division if we overcome the spiritual division. 
the longer you set your mind towards God, the more spiritual desire you have to be closer with Him, walk with Him. Let, let me just say this, church. I, I don't believe in degrees, okay? I don't believe one day you graduate from degree one to degree two. It, it doesn't happen that way. I believe in walk. And I believe the closer you walk with God, the further you get away from this world, the more division there is. Can I tell you, I believe that. Why? Because the Bible says that Enoch walked with God and was not. He walked so close to God. One day he just got that close that God said, come on in. You've walked close enough, far enough. We're together. I'm just taking you out. Now, I think there's a special thing going on with Enoch later on in life. But let me just say this. If you walk with God, you can't help but to get closer to God. And by the way, Jesus said, If I be in you and you be in me, we're in the Father. Can I tell you something? The Word is in us. Why? Because you get in the Word. And there's a difference between being on and being in. I've already established that to you this morning. It's just a fact. It's real easy to see. Jump over to John. Well, I've missed Luke, but... Go to John chapter 5. I'll read to you Luke chapter 12, just a few verses. I am come to send fire, verse 49. I am come to send fire on the earth. And I, and excuse me, and what I will, if it be ready kindled, it's already there. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and now I am straightened till it be accomplished. There's going to be a transformation change in the life of the person who is in Christ. The baptism that we get, remember, you shall be baptized with fire. You shall, it's going to be the Word of God inside of you, coming out of you. I heard a preacher say, and let me just say this, uh, I, I take that lightly sometimes when I say a preacher, but he said, you know what, on the day of Pentecost, there was all kinds of people talking. My Bible says that Peter said, You men of Galilee, why stand you here gazing, supposing these men be drunk? They was a chosen group the Lord used. Now they all got baptized that day. They all received the Holy Ghost. It hadn't come till that day. Now when you get saved, you get the Holy Ghost. You can't live a, you can't live a Christian life without it. I don't, okay. It's not a second work. You don't, you don't go get saved today and after 30 years of proving yourself, get the Holy Ghost. It don't work that way. But He's coming as a divider. He's coming as a purifier. In John chapter 5, jump down to verse 43. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him will ye receive. Amen. We've heard that. We've seen that. A false teacher, a false preacher, they, they receive him and they accept him, and it's still going on today. You would not have a Mormon church if it was not for Joseph Smith. He came and he illustrated, he declared his own vision, his own seeing, his own testament, his own gospel, his own way, and they receive him, but they fight against Jesus. The watchtower, 
Jesus is a good man. The Jehovah Witness, he's a good man. He's not the incarnate Son of God. He's not the one who died on Calvary's cross, who rose again on the third day, who ascended unto the Father and makes intercession for you and I. The Roman Catholics don't believe that either, by the way. Jesus is still on the cross to them. You say, Brother Ernie, you're being awful mean. Let me just tell you, I know about these. I've been part of these. I've seen these. These are not religions that I'm telling you about because I just heard something said. I have an understanding. I've been in their churches. I was raised with Catholicism. I'm just telling you this morning, if you look at your Bible and you read it for what it says, it's, it's, it's a conquering word of God, but it causes problems. When you believe it, you get separated. And people don't like separation because they like their friends. Can I tell you this morning, church, I, I don't want to be offensive to anybody here, but, but, but let's be honest with you. I've, I've said it before. When I, when I, when I got saved, we, we lost some friends. When I accepted my calling, we lost some friends. When I got ordained, we lost some family. Outside of the church, you want to know how many people me and Lynetta hang out with? I'm holding up the number. Nobody. Not even our family. Oh, everybody says they want to come around and hang around and go out to eat or do something. Don't do it. We need to get together more. Call me. <laughs> Man, me and Ned, we'd be up for it. That's how silent the phone is. Are you complaining, Ernie? No, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you the facts. My family don't want to talk Bible with me because I see it for what it says and they see it for what they want to see. See, the Word of God talks about causing division and causing unification. If you're divided from the world, you, you're going to be united with Jesus. You, and by the way, you cannot be divided from both. There's people think, well, I'm not taking either side. You just took a side. You chose the world. Well, I just try to get along. <laughs> An amazing thing, just trying to get along. Try not to upset the apple cart. It is amazing to me how far away we'll push Jesus so that we'll feel comfortable in the world we're living in instead of feeling uncomfortable in the world we're living in because we're getting closer to Jesus. How can you believe, verse 44, how can you believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Do you think 
that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. He's talking to them about trusting in the law, but he's talking to them also about this. They need to change from the law to Jesus. Why? They can't do the law. You and I cannot do the law. We ain't good enough. We got to have grace. But the closer you live to God in grace, the further you live away from this world. Jump all the way down. Jump. I'm, I'm going to skip down to the end. Two verses of Scripture. Let me read to you this morning. John chapter 12. Verse 44. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, he that believeth on me, Believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Goes right back to John 14, right? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light unto the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words, and believe not, I judge him not, for I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. Now, now we just said Jesus said he, he's going to divide. He is. But in the division, he is separating us by salvation. He's not dividing us by the basis of color. He's not dividing us by the basis of our favorite color. He's not dividing us by the basis of food, whether you like onions or don't like onions. He's not dividing us by the basis of, of how tall we are. It's salvation that divides us, and true salvation should divide us from the world. The closer you get to God, the further you get away from the world, and I will just say this this morning, it happens even inside the church. I was thinking about this, and I and I, I probably I can't prove it right off the top of my head, but but I, I I just almost guarantee if we did a survey, we would be able to prove it real fast. The people who leave the King James Bible believing churches generally go to a church that does not believe or use the King James Bible. You think about that for a second. They're looking for something different. Hymnals are no longer good. I thought about when we sing the song, How Great Thou Art. Man, I just, I'm be honest with you. I turned my back because we had the microphones here. And I did not want me to be the only one heard. I wanted the, the, the choir to be heard. I wanted the people to be heard. And, and, but I get so excited singing songs about Jesus, I get loud. This morning I had the mic over here and I was backing up over here because I didn't want to be the only one heard. But I lo- standing up for Jesus, I love it. Glory to His name. By the way, I like it. We throw it in there, right? His wonderful name.
Amazing Grace doesn't fit into their rhythm. The old rugged cross is, is, is just too slow. And, and The closer you get to the Lord, the further you get away from the world. That's why it's, it's, it's really important to grow together, to stay close together to the Lord. Luke 19, this is the last place I'm going. Jesus come to save. Salvation divides. It divides you and I from the lost dying world. In verse 9, Jesus has been talking with Zacchaeus. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. If you find him, not find out about him, find him. You begin to walk with him. You walk away from the world. You're walking closer to the Father. You're walking closer to the Father by the leadership of the Holy Ghost through the power of Jesus. Because he's the only one that's got power to save. And the closer we get to him, the further we get from the world. And he come to seek and to save that which was lost. I once was lost, but now I'm fine. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was separated, now I'm united. I once was not part of the family, now I am part of the family. I once was no heir, now I am a joint heir. Walk through your Bible and see the good news, church. But realize this, if you get closer to the Lord through the scriptures and through prayer and meditation and you lean upon Jesus and you hold to Jesus and you follow Jesus, you will separate yourself from the world because it's impossible to be joined to the world and to be joined with the Lord. It does not work that way. Would you stand this morning? Heavenly Father, today we thank Thee, Lord, for Your love and mercy. We thank You, dear God, for Your blessings. Ask You, Lord, today help us, Father, to magnify, praise, worship, and honor and glorify Your name. Father, touch our hearts and souls and help us to be all that we need to be for Thy name's sake. Lord, I ask You today, draw me and hold me tight. Father, I pray this morning for these that are here, dear God, that Thou would do the same for them. Lord, that we would be unified together in our belief and our trust in you. Father, we would stand firm on the solid rock, you. You're the foundation. Dear God, we'd not wave or waver, Father, because we know that you alone 
the one we stand before in judgment. Lord, I pray again today, help me, Father, be that which I need to be. In Jesus' holy name I pray, and amen. Amen. If you have a desire,